Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the audio ministry of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Schenectady, New York. For more great content, please visit us at lighthousebaptist.org. Now let's open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. That's the next missionaries and missionaries right there going all the church. Well, it's good to see you this morning. How is everybody today? Good, I hope. Everything is going well. Um, that's the way it should be. I always tell somebody, how you doing? I say, better than I deserve, less than he deserves, but uh, I'm giving him less than he deserves, that's for sure, right? We serve a great Savior uh, who deserves all of our devotion and love and forgiveness. And by the way, Joanne, you're the best secretary in the Northeast, so <laughs> I had to follow up on that. Yeah, and by the way, you see in your bulletin there's a uh, thank you. I'm going to go over that in just a minute. Thank you, Sunday. That date is wrong. That I own that mistake. I own it. Uh, she did not do that. I did that. I had her print that for for us to get into your hands, and uh, and I'll share a little bit more about that in just a moment. Um, I just want to tell you all that I'm very very grateful uh, to be here, and I just lost my where's my where did I put that. I tell you, I can lose my head sometimes. Anyways, I'm very, very grateful uh, for the opportunity to be your pastor and to preach here at uh, Lighthouse Baptist Church and to be with you all in this uh, work that's happening right here in the Schenectady, Albany area. By the way, I consider it a Schenectady, Albany area. This church is so strategically placed. Uh, it's amazing how you can get just about to anything within 20 minutes. Uh, so it certainly is a lighthouse uh, to be... Um, glorify God with and to be thankful for. This month is normally missions month, and because of the transition we're going through, uh, let me get my glasses on because I figured out that's the reason I'm messing up some things, but anyways, um, it was too much to do. Me and Pastor Ron figured it was just too much to do as far as putting together logistics, but I still uh, want you, I want to keep the missions theme going. Uh, Started this morning with the uh, uh, with the Sunday School lesson talking about the track ministry. Uh, and so these next four weeks with a focus on some local missions that I know can come on short notice, I'd like to get some people. I want to share with you two uh, right now before I talk to you about Thank You Sunday, and then we'll get right to the message. Uh, I'll try to keep the message brief uh, this morning. Um, we have Jason Mann. He'll be here with his family coming next Sunday. Uh, to start it off, I'm glad about that. I- last year I think when he was here so I praise the Lord for that um, but one two of the people that I'd like to bring in if I can is one is uh, her name is Chris Carpenter she's the wife of the most departed uh, pastor um, deceased and departed pastor of Friendship Baptist Church um, her mission is called Rahab Refuge Ministries All right, if you want to see that you just go to RahabRefugeMinistries.org I believe it is uh, it's minister, uh, minister, it ministers to victims of exploitation and sex trafficking with a compassionate residential program that restores and equips survivors for life while actively educating and involving the community. So uh, Chris's vision is to bring reconciliation to thousands of survivors in America, of which New York is one of the top, by the way, where it happens, New York. Uh, here's some facts. Uh, human trafficking involves force, coercion, and fraud. To exploit a person into slave labor or sexual exploitation, 
Human trafficking can happen to people of all ages, gender, races, and religions. Women are often used for sexual exploitation, while men are usually used for forced labor. Um, children are exploited for begging and child pornography and child labor. The United States is ranked one of the worst countries globally for human trafficking. It is estimated that 199,000 incidents occur within the United States every year, and New York is ranked as the fourth highest human trafficking state in America. Now, there's a lot more. I'm not going to get into that. I'll let her do that. If I can get her here, I called her yesterday, and she said she would be able to come uh, one of the two last uh, weekends in October, so I'll be getting back with her. I'm also trying to bring in Tom Stiles. Anybody familiar with Tom Stiles? All right, he's a, he's a local, uh, he's from Rochester, New York. Uh, he's a very close friend of mine. And uh, he was instrumental in keeping me and my spirits up during the time when I went through the valley. Him and Barb were very close friends. They travel minister mostly to the Northeast. He heads uh, the New York State Christian School Association. So he knows what's going on down in uh, the government of New York and in our uh, national government in a big way. He's very informative. You, you won't want to miss him when he comes here. Uh, he has a lot to say, and he knows a lot. He's a very smart man. I, I'm grateful to have him uh, as my, uh, my friend. Uh, so hopefully we can get him for the other Sunday, and then we'll have that. will uh, conclude at least the, the missions uh, uh, and, and get that underway, and, and we'll have that focus going. And lastly, uh, I want to pick up from here and carry the baton into Thanksgiving with much missions, hoping to have a thank you Sunday on November, not 21st, on November 20th. Now in your hand you have a bulletin. I, I'm asking everybody, uh, board members and leadership teams and to bear uh, with me and, and forward me a little grace in doing this so quick without grabbing approval or talking to anybody about it. I just uh, feel, felt if I didn't do this today, uh, you would not have enough time to get this going by the time uh, the November 20th happens. Here's how it works. You take those invitations and, and they're made so they can be mailed. Uh, I will, by the way, don't take those invitations you have in your hands. It's got the wrong date on it. Uh, but I'll get you the ones with the right date on it. You sign your name on it. You send them out to anybody that was close to you or that you are thankful for, whether it be an old teacher, uh, your your postal carrier, uh, whether it be an old friend, a, a parent, or an aunt or uncle. Uh, I think of um, we we had in our services we had doctors there. I thought you know thankful to the doctor I had, and we had nurses there that people were thankful for. And some of my old school teachers, and you want them to know there's no ulterior motive. It's just that it's not so much an evangelistic as far as the invitation goes. We just want them to know that we love them, we care about them, and we've been thinking about them. They were instrumental in our lives, and just to show appreciation to them uh, for being a part of our lives. And so that means unsaved and saved a lot alike. Uh, it doesn't mean you got to, you know, it's got to be somebody saved or somebody that knows the Lord. It could be somebody that actually is an atheist. Uh, just bring them in, uh, let your pastor do the preaching, and I'll, and do the uh, try to reach into their hearts, um, allow the God to reach into their hearts with the gospel. So I recommend that invitations be handed out personally, right? I, I would prefer that you'd call them or write to them uh, and then follow up with these invitations. But if you don't, at least get the invitation out, sign about, all you need is a book of stamps and you might 
and you might bless someone like they've never been blessed before. Uh, this always filled our church. It always did. There's people that you know that are close, that you care a lot about because they were just instrumental in your lives as, as you came through this life. Um, I, I want them to know we're not to withhold good to whom it is due. That's what Solomon told us in the Proverbs. And if they've done something good in your life, at least invite them to come here so that we can honor them. And, and I'll be talking to Jen in, in, in about a meal afterwards. So we not only have the command of God to do this, we have the power within our hands to do this. So let's do this, right? And let's just bless them within our, with, with our hands, and let's do this and bless them. And as a result, God will be blessed, and uh, hopefully they will be blessed, and, and the church will be lifted up, and this name will go out, his name will go out the way it, it should in this area. Is everybody okay with that? I didn't feel any arrows coming up or see any eyes with piercing. Uh, but um, So that's what we're going to do. But it needs to begin uh, right now uh, because it is so important uh, to do it as quickly as possible. If, if it's not in order where it's so they have preparation time because when you get towards the holidays, people are already planning on doing things and, and uh, so you gotta get them out as fast as possible. And as many as you need, we will have them printed up, right? We'll, we'll have them printed up. And, uh, get, and get them. So if you've got 100 people, I think we sent out, me and my wife sent out 100 of them one time uh, and ended up having 27, 28 people come in out of that 100 invitations. Uh, so it, if we do what we're supposed to do, I promise you it will fill this church. But the goal is to, is to get into their hearts with the, uh, with the gospel. All right? Numbers are important to God. He wants people saved. Right? He said that he wants our fruit to remain and he wants us to produce a lot of fruit because that brings glory to God and fruit is when we get into people's hearts and we share with them the gospel and they get saved and that just brings great glory and great blessings to Jesus Christ, our Savior. So uh, that's all I want to say on that. If you have any questions and the last thing I want to say is I'm, I'm working on putting a leadership team together. Now what I mean by that is one representative of each group of people like, for instance, one, one representative from the board, one from missions, one from uh, hospitality, kitchen, one, uh, one from evangelism, one from music, all this stuff, to get together. And we're going to hold it, I hopefully, at the last uh, Sunday evening of every month so that we're prepared for the next month. Uh, and you're all invited. Nobody's uninvited. It's just I need to have those heads here so that I can, uh, we can talk about what's going to happen in the, in the next month. That way there, everybody knows what's going on in the church all the time. They're aware of it. Um, Joanne will get it, uh, all the events uh, written down for us, and, and then we'll have something all the time going on like that to keep us aware so we don't uh, come in and say, I didn't know today was that. You know, well, you'll know because I'll have everybody a, a part of that. I, I believe, listen, we're, we're going to talk about making pies. Uh, you know, I believe everybody needs to get their hands in the pie. That's the way I try to lead the ministry. We have one pie maker, <laughs> and you have one cooker, uh, but everybody needs to be a part of this church. Um, so I'm going to delegate a lot of things and get you all involved. It's important for your growth, and you'll see that in just a moment in the message. So with all of that said, let's pray. Uh, Hosea 6 is where I'm going this morning. And I'm grateful that you're here. The reason I have these cheaters on is I figured out that it wasn't just the lack of light up here, all of it, there is that. Uh, but I also am not seeing properly because of the distance. So 
I got to follow my notes or I'll have you here for hours and hours, rabbit trailing all over the place. So anyways, Father, thank you, Lord, for this church, these people, these wonderful, blessed people that you have poured your heart out into and on. And I thank you, Lord, for every bit of the blessings that we feel and receive uh, from your presence here today. I just trust now, Lord, that you'll uh, you'll challenge us. Yes, you'll get into our hearts and, and uh, point to the things that need to go and bring in the things that need to stay. And we'll just thank you for all that you're going to do today. And, and hopefully, Lord, we lift up Christ here and uh, he will be glorified. And we'll thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hosea 6. If you would, stand when you get there. I don't know when you're there by your standing. By the way, if you ever see me when the hymns are singing, you see my hands go up. The charismatics haven't got the market on that, by the way. Uh, I, I, sometimes a, a hymn will hit me. I just got to get my hands in the air. And uh, I think it's all biblical, and I can prove it, by the way, if you want to sit down with me. Um, but I, sometimes it just, they just go up because I'm just so overwhelmed with how and grateful of how God is, what he has done in doing. And sometimes when you hear about a great God uh, that gave us a great Savior, right, and a great salvation, um, it's hard not for my eyes to well up and to get uh, really in humility thinking I would be nothing, absolutely nothing without him. Hosea 6, here's what it says, verse 1 through 3. Come and let us return unto the Lord for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. And the third day, he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Here's our text first today. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter rain and former rain unto the earth. You may be seated. Thank you. We're, the, the reason I picked this passage today is that we're all going to start a new journey together, or I should say a new voyage together, and that's exciting, but it can also be challenging to say the least. Uh, thinking about it, uh, some nautical terms came to mind, and that's why I was, uh, I'm sure Lord Lee is the one, did, did you mention that to the mic, or does that just, oh, coincidence, that you sang that haven of rest today? Joanne, okay. That's perfect, because that's perfect for this morning. But uh, um, some nautical, nautical terms came to mind when I was thinking about this message. Batten down the hatches. You ever heard that? Okay. This is a cry to secure down anything loose on the deck when preparing for storms. Um, we're probably going to face some storms in these days ahead. Uh, I don't see how we could not with the way the world is going, and we would certainly want to stay in the ship together through the storms. Uh, and let Jesus take us through them, but tendency sometimes with churches is that when a new man comes in, some people leave, and I don't want anybody doing that. Uh, talk to me first, please. Um, how about this one? Steady as she goes. This is a cry to keep on the current course, being very careful to avoid any sudden changes as to avoid catastrophic events. <laughs> you all know what I'm saying on that, right? I'm not going to come in and all of a sudden change everything Pastor Horn did and say, and everybody go, oh. You know, that's not going to happen. Uh, I just gonna, I'm just going to enact some things I think are important and, and do the things that we've all done uh, here that have been successful. 
So it's just steady as she goes, and that's the name of the message, steady as she goes. And then there's ships ahoy, ship ahoy. This is a cry used to hail another close by ship or vessel to attract everyone's caution and attention to it, right? And of course, landhole or full steam ahead. I like those two. This is a cry of exhilaration that sailors make when they finally spot land, right? So to get 100% approval of those who chose to vote for me last Sunday was very humbling for me and my wife. You don't know this, but there was a number in my head. I said if there was this number of no votes, I was not going to take the position. Uh, because I knew at God you'd have to have some, uh, at least a, a majority of support in the church in order to be a successful in your start when you're first taking that start of that voyage together. And because of your faithfulness to this church, it gives my wife and I the faith that we've weathered, finally weathered the storm uh, that God took us through these past three years. Um, you've heard a little bit about it, but it's been a rough one, and we're about to see the promises that are coming ahead. So land ho, amen. Uh, you told us by the vote that you all believe that we can sail this journey together, uh, both weathering the storms ahead and reaching the goals promised by God to this church. But saying and believing is two different things. I know that I've pastored for 33 years, or 30 years, so I've got the t-shirt, I've done it. Uh, new voyages with a new captain at the helm can sometimes be very challenging, especially for churches. So... Uh, I, I, for one, don't want to give up, and I don't want anyone here giving up. You know, Thomas Edison said this. He said, most of life's failures are people who didn't realize how close they were to success before they gave up. So believing God is not always easy when it requires a lot of faith. Uh, and we're going to have to have a lot of faith in these days ahead, not just uh, to deal with me, but to deal with the world that's out there. So that's because your flesh works harder against your spirit when it requires greater faith. So your intellect always tells you one thing, like we can't do it, right? But then your faith in God is telling you the complete opposite, we certainly can. Right? For, for I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Uh, I want to share with you this little story. Years ago, I was, uh, gave a Sunday school message at my church with Robert and Michelle Martinez sitting there. And some of you may know who they are. But Robert uh, was Pat and I's adopted son. After he got saved, we took him in. He lived with us. Uh, and I mentored him into the ministry, and uh, he is now pastoring nearby. And he married Michelle, who is now our adopted daughter, now raising our three precious adopted grandchildren. Um, that morning, I preached on this thought. This is what I preached on that morning. I said, believe God and go. Just believe God and go. And I had no idea that, that at that very moment they were contemplating going to Ambassador College, right, where this lady was a professor down there of music at, right? Had no idea. And the message touched their hearts, and they left immediately for college. Told me, came up weeping, and said, you just answered our, and they packed up, and within a month they were gone. And they will admit this, though, their voyage together has not always been easy in ministry, just like all of us who have been called into ministry. But they're still sailing for Jesus, amen. And now they're just down the road from us at Redemption Hill Baptist Church, which used to be Calvary Church in Albany. Now, here's what he said to me one time when we, were, when we were, had him over for dinner. He said, he told me he still keeps that message in his Bible. 
He said it still encourages him and Michelle, reminding them Jesus is still at the helm of their lives. Amen? How many of you have got something in your Bible right now that you remember, touched your heart, and you just refuse to take it out of your Bible? You know, I can remember giving a, uh, a chapel service at a church out west to the, to the little kids that were four and five years old, and I bought, brought in a little dime, and I, and I talked about the, remember the telephone booths? You could put a dime in, and uh, how many drank your car, you know, and, and then you would call, and, I, and they had no idea what that was, and I said, well, that's something of my era, uh, right, Jim, our, our era, and he take take the dime, and I said, that, that dime is representative of Jeremiah 33, call unto me, and I'll show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not, right, and I'll answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not, and, and I'm telling you the truth, it was 30 years later, uh, this this person came up to us now 30 or uh, 34 or 28 years later, something like that. Anyways, they're now 30 or 30 something. And they said, do you remember me? And I said, no, I don't. I was in that class that day and they opened up their Bible and that dime is still taped into the pages of our Bible. You know, isn't it amazing how God will touch our hearts with something like that and we just can't let it go. It just reminds us that God is always faithful to us. And he's gonna get us through every journey and every storm that we face. So this morning reminds me of that message, Believe and Go. The time Hosea is referring to here is likely the day of the Lord. It's referring to the end of Israel's journey, both the end of the tribulation and the beginning of the thousand-year reign of Christ. In that day, which is still coming, for the very first time, now listen to this, the newly converted Israelis will call out from amongst the Jewish people to return to the God that is their Messiah in Jesus Christ. That's coming. They will be painfully aware that their miserable record in his history of unbelief over the centuries had caused their inability to see and put their faith in their Messiah, Jesus Christ. That's the advantage we have as Gentiles today. Uh, we're able to see that. But God has blinded them until the time of their redemption. So, but now they, they would know him more intimately as they followed him. And you can write this down. Where there is no faith, there's no future for the child of God. You have to have faith. And this is also true in the church. Where there's no faith, there's no future for this church. God always does his best work in the lives of his congregants by their faith. When they put their faith in him. Uh, but without, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, one day Israel will finally realize what God's covenant with them really meant and what they missed for all these years because of rejecting him. And it says in verse 2 there, it says, After two days he will revive us, and the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Two days probably means uh, the 2,000 years from the time of the removal from the land until the time of the return to the land. Uh, they returned in May 14, 1948. Um, it could mean other things, but the third day is where... He will finally get recognition. God will finally get the recognition he deserves as their king in the thousand-year reign of Christ. Unlike us believers, where our faith will one day turn into sight, it's a little different for the Jews person. It's where his faithfulness to them turns their, uh, their faith into sight. You know, his faithfulness has to do this to them. He has to open their blinded eyes. So their nation, the nation's revival began in 1948 when the state of Israel was restored in the land, but the full fruition of that return and revival of Israel is yet to come. 
and I believe it's just over the horizon. I mean, we are right there. They, as well as we, are all, are all now in the end of our voyage together on this planet Earth, and heaven sure is in sight. Amen? I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are. Um, uh, there's a lot of people I'd like to see saved, but some of the things that's going on right now in the world and even in our area, in our own school systems, I'm just uh, begging God to come quickly. Uh, I just don't want my grandkids to have to face this and go through this. For those of you that are thinking about getting married, I mean, uh, I pray for you. I want you married. I want you living a life with your partner. But I also want you to know that, uh, uh, that there is a, a greater marriage coming to you in heaven when, you, when you're born again and, and when you meet your Savior. So I'm excited. It's just a matter of sailing a few more miles together, right? I'm with you. You're with me. The second coming of Jesus Christ just over the horizon. It, just, it really makes me excited. I want to be honest with you as I was with Joanne at our first, I guess, non-official meeting as pastor and secretary. Even though I, I, I am now at the helm, I know there will be some rough seas ahead, and there is the potential for some to jump ship or bail out because there's a new captain at the helm. I don't want that to happen at all. In, in fact, I, I want just the opposite to happen. I want to take on some new passengers right now. Right? I want to see these pews filled up uh, like, they, like, they, like they can be. I, I've always had lofty goals, high expectations, because I serve an unstoppable and an undeniable God who is strong and powerful. But sometimes that rubs people the wrong way. I get a little bit too ambitious, and I've got to slow down a little bit. So bear with me, would you? I love you all, and I'll, I want you to just bear with me. I'll, I'll do my best. I'm now 67, more limited physically physically than I used to be, but I want to tell you I'm just as excited as I was the first day I got saved, All right, about what I believe God is going to do, can do, and will do right here, but I also know what can happen when God's people begin to doubt, and they begin to bail out, and sometimes when the storm gets, storm gets rough, the safest place is just to stay in the ship, but sometimes they, uh, people will bail out and end up drowning, and I don't want any of that to happen. Happened. Jeremiah 32, 17 says this, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Do you realize that's an answer to a rhetorical question? Is there anything too hard for me? Because there isn't anything too hard for him. So the truth is the more aggressive, now listen to me, the more aggressive we're going to get for Christ, the more determined Satan will be to stop us. Because he's going to work in some of your hearts to have you step forward by faith into areas you've never been in and to really, uh, you know, put forth that effort by faith. And Pastor Horn is a hard act to follow. I think, I think you all know that. And I don't want to ruin anything he achieved, but I also don't want to repeat any mistakes that might have been made here. You know, I, I just want to, I, I'm an optimist. I want to be able to believe that we can go forward. Everybody stays here. We, we lock arms as team players, and we see God do a great work here. I, I don't want to lose that, any, any of that. You know, Joy and I talked about special Sundays I have in mind, with one being Thank You Sunday, which you have in your hand, which I just mentioned. But one Sunday service I forgot to tell her about was Israel, my glory. Uh, it's a day set aside for Israel. See, because I'll bless them that bless thee, and I'll curse them that curse thee. Yeah. I, I, and what brought that to my attention after I had talked to her, I was reminded of that service a few nights ago when I was scrolling through the obituary. I just wanted to see if my name was there. And I found out, 
one of the first Jewish ladies who attended that service, the services that I had at my church, passed away. She was 98 years old. She's a special lady. She was a Holocaust survivor. She lived in Gloversville. Remember, God warned us if we forget Israel, listen to me, the apple of God's eye, we're in trouble. I literally go into synagogues and I will do their service with them sometimes. And they welcome me with open arms. I know exactly who I am and why I do it. But I have some very special Jewish friends and uh, my heart goes out to them. I'm so excited to tell you that this year, Lord willing, if I get my way, we will be adding that, that service and we'll be inviting the local synagogues and their people to come to our church. Now look what it says in verse 3. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter former rain unto the earth. In that day, here's what he's saying. He's saying God will bless them as they follow on to know the Lord. In that day there will be showers of blessings for Israel. Like this promise to them is also a promise to us right here at Lighthouse Baptist Church. Until that day when we reach heaven's shore, we must follow on here to know the Lord. Um, in order to know the blessings that are before us, we must not get complacent. Uh, it, we must follow on or sail on. The warning in this verse is that two-letter two little word, if. Right? It's conditional on our commitment to it, on our faithfulness to it. So write these three truths down, and I'm done today. And you'll be and, and and put them where you can find them and look for them often, because we have to be reminded of this. And God had to remind Israel hundreds and hundreds of times of the same thing, just so they'd get it down deep into their heart. Number one is this: we can only know more as we go on more by faith in Christ. We can only know more. We can't become complacent or status quo or just maintain. It's going to take some risk. Um, you're, you're never going to know what God can do until you're willing to step out by faith in him and take a risk. You know, some, sometimes you don't often uh, aren't successful. I, I can't remember the story in my head, but there's one story in the Judges, I believe it is, where God sent him up to fight the Philistines or one of them groups that were against them, and he said, go up and fight. He said, should I go up and fight? And they said, yeah, and they went up and fought, and they lost. And they came back and said, what was that all about, Lord? <laughs> Told us to go up and fight them. He said, go up again. And he went up again, and they went up again and fought, and they lost again. And now they're losing heart. They come back one more time, and he said, went up another time to fight them. They finally won. God had a reason for that, and sometimes that reason is not what we see, but it's something that we needed to fight in order to get to the point where he finally wins the victory in our lives. So Abraham had no idea where God was taking him or what kind of blessing he was going to get or receive, but he stepped out by faith, he took a risk, and he went there by faith. You see, God will open great doors of opportunity for us when we're willing to go out into those opportunities by faith. We have to be risk takers to see the waymaker work. It's the only it works. We find out more and more as we go further and further out into the deep by faith, never resting on our past achievements or just maintaining that which we already have. He wants us to just, just keep going out further and deeper into the unknown by faith, seeking new frontiers, right, in Christ 
for Christ's sake until the very end when we step onto the eternal shores of heaven. Hebrews 3, 6 says, But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of hope firm until the end. He says, hold fast firm until the end. Hold fast means don't give in to the doubts. Just shout the doubts out by faith. 2 Timothy 1.13 says this, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. And by the way, wonders will unfold if we will just believe God, go forward by faith, holding to the promise, firm unto the end. I believe with all my heart that the tide is about to change here in the Northeast. Revival is coming. I've been praying for revival for the Northeast for almost 25 years, faithfully to it. And all of a sudden, I'm ended up in what would be the boiling pot of the Northeast, the most least biblical area, the Albany area, in all of America. And all of a sudden, I'm here. So I know there's something in store uh, for this area. I believe God's going to be faithful to that prayer. I want to be a part of it, don't you? I really do. I, I, I want this church to be an instrumental piece in making that happen, a revival like like the awakenings in America that we have seen in the past. So we can only know as we go on by faith in Jesus Christ. Secondly, we can only grow as we go together by faith in Jesus Christ. You're only going to grow by stepping out by faith. The only thing that can stop us now is doubt. The thing that stops spiritual growth, the, I would say that stops spiritual growth the most is inaction. Status quo. I do my thing. I come in the Thursday, or I come in Wednesday night for prayer. Maybe I come in Sunday morning for the service and Sunday night. The rest of the week, I do nothing to help him, or nothing to build the church, nothing to take risks to bring people in to get them saved. So Moses refused to let the suffering or the fear of what was happening to him stop him, or even his age restrictions. He didn't allow that to stop him, and as a result, his faith grew until God took him home. He never stops growing our faith. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Hebrews 4.14. You know, Jesus refused to let the fear of the cross stop him from getting to the cross. You know, he was, he was fixed on it. Did you, did you ever see that term? He was fixed on it. It's like he couldn't get his eyes off of it. It's what he knew he came to do. So we must hold fast, stay the course like he did for our faith to grow and to grow together and expect results. So I challenge you, don't stop, don't quit, don't give up because we will grow in faith together as we go together by faith, as we, grow to, as we go together by faith. 2 Thessalonians 2.15, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Hebrews 10.23, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Revelations 2, 25, but that which ye have already hold fast till I come. Just hold fast. Uh, we can only know as we go on by faith. We can only grow as we go on by faith. And the last one is this. We can only glow for Jesus Christ as we go by faith. I don't think it's uh, ironic or coincidence that this church is named Lighthouse Baptist Church. I heard about the start, that they took the first trip to name Calvary. Uh, of course, that was close to Pastor's heart. You know that. That was the message he started with, the message he finished with. 
But then they found out there was another church in the area with Calvary. He went to the Lord in prayer, right? And God laid on his heart, and a song came that this young man sang. And he said, Lighthouse, that sounds like a good name for the church. Little did he know that before the foundations of the world, God had put Lighthouse on the name of this church before Pastor Horn was even here. Why? Because he wanted this church to be a lighthouse right here in Albany, Schenectady area. Uh, because he knew what was going to happen in these days ahead. You know, Matthew 5, 14 through 16, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but, but on a candlestick, and, giveth, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Boy, is that a powerful verse, isn't it? So let this light in this church, let your light, every single light that's in there, so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It doesn't talk about salvation, but they've got to look to God when they see you looking to him. Our light shines ever so brightly to the unsaved world when we move out by faith, full steam ahead, believing God to get us there. And as they, as they see our testimony through the storms and the promises of God fulfilled in us by our Savior, it makes an impact on them for Jesus' sake like nothing else does on this, on this planet. I don't know. I've had that said to me. I, know, I don't know who this God is you, you serve. But boy, he's sure been good to you. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from the lost world. And that opens up the door, doesn't it? By what God can achieve through us by faith determines how much our Father will be glorified in this church. For heaven's sake, everyone, we are named Lighthouse Baptist Church in the least biblical area of the United States. You know what? I close with this. Jesus told two blind men in Matthew 9, 29, according to your faith, be it unto you. They were told by Jesus to keep their mouth shut. But his faithfulness to them couldn't be silenced. You understand that? He told them to keep their mouth shut, but his faithfulness to them couldn't be silenced. All their eyes were opened, and all those looking in eyes were opened. Isn't that what we want here? Right? Where his, his fame is seen here because of his faithfulness to us, because it can't be silenced. They can't look in and say, something's, something's going on here. I don't know what it is. You know, I, went, I stopped in a state sale on the way over here just the other day. Just down the, just down the street, just as you, before the detour there, right that detour in one of the houses. And... and uh, I handed them all an invitation to come to church. I said, uh, I said, for some reason, they want me to be a pastor over there. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Trying to get a joke. And she goes, you know, she goes, I, I ride by that church all the time, she says, and it looks like such a nice place, and there's so many cars, and there's people. I, she says, we're, we're, I, I just need to stop sometime. You know? Just by looking at the parking lot, looking at the outside of the church, and and the appeal, the curb appeal that it has. So isn't that what we want, right? His faithfulness to be seen to us because it can't be silenced, amen? So with that said, listen, batten down the hatches, full speed ahead, steady as she goes. Let's close in prayer.
I say this with love in my heart, the greatest tragedy in anyone's life in their voyage through this life would be their refusal to receive Jesus Christ. You must be born again, or you'll miss the journey of a lifetime. I don't know where I would be today. Honestly, I'm not even sure I'd be alive. The path I was taking before God saved me. I certainly wouldn't have the prettiest bride in the world or the most gracious, beautiful grandkids and kids. So let's bow our heads for a moment and with heads still bowed, with heads bowed, eyes closed, and hearts honest for God. Who would say by the raised hand if I were to die right now, I'm not 100% sure I'd go to heaven. Is there anybody here in this sanctuary? I don't believe there is because we don't have any visitors today. But there's certainly some people listening, that's for sure, through Facebook uh, Live and things like that. We don't want to miss any of them. We want them to know that they're their God who created them loves them, and they're just on the wrong path. And I have good news for you. You can sell it today and be saved. And you can join the journey with Jesus. And I invite you right now to repent of your sins, call out to Jesus, and tell him you're accepting the invitation of eternal life. And he'll come into your life. Just tell him. I really believe sometimes we get so complicated with the prayer, it's just a matter of saying yes. You know, surrender is a lot of times just a matter of saying yes. You already know that your sins have condemned you. But you know there's a Savior who loves you enough to die for you. And he did that, and he paid it in full. And now all you have to do is receive him by faith, accept him by faith. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call today. Call today. And for the rest of us, listen, that are here, the journey is just beginning again, I guess you'd say. It has never stopped. We hope that message was an encouragement to you. To stay up to date with us, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC Schenectady. If you would like more information on how heaven can be your home, please visit lighthousebaptist.org slash the gospel.